You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. My name is Ashley. I'm your host. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a self-care coach. I'm an astrologer, astrology enthusiast. I'm still coming to grips with the fact that I can call myself an astrologer. I've studied it quite some time now. (laughs) Stepping into the light, everybody. Here we are, getting vulnerable right away. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this community by listening each Thursday. This episode today is so, so helpful. So, it's not new information. It's it's like expanding the worldview around something that we talk about a lot, and that's spirit guides. So I talk about spirit guides really regularly. I know a lot of you use that term. Um, but today's guest, Jamila Jemunja, really breaks this down. And she wrote an amazing book called The Seven Types of Spirit Guide. And it really, it it talks about all of these types and also how they serve us, how we can interact with them and honor them. This exchange of interacting with our spirit guides in a way that, that is really special, but also so that we can take action. It's, you know, when we do manifestation work, when we do self-study, when we do self-care, there is this this spiritual component to things and that trusting and this knowing that maybe doesn't always include a ton of action. But you can't make your dreams a reality. You can't access those goals or those those visions for your future without taking action. And I love that Jamila talks about that today. Because it makes so much sense. So we're talking about the types of spirit guides and how they, they've shown up for her, how she connects with spirit guides, how she helps clients. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's so, so cool. I highly recommend that you check out her book, again, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide. The first time I was thinking about this in preparation for this episode, the first time that I really interacted with my spirit guide guide consciously, as far as I know I had known, was in a self-past life regression with my friend Gina. And it was my second one. The first time I I really like was able to sit down with my spirit guide and, and just thank them. Thank them for all the work that they did. And you know, it was I remember just feeling super overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with love that something was looking out for me at all times and I I got very emotional just feeling this warm hug envelop my body this this being that was there for me in every step and I as I kind of thought back to that moment I remembered when I was growing up this name 
This name is, his name is her or its name. I don't think, they're not gendered. Spirit guides to me aren't gendered, so I don't want to say him, her, but they were hovering around me at certain times in my life because I would hear the name come in. Tony, the name was Tony. (laughs) And I love this because spirit guides there, you know, we think of this as sort of this like ethereal thing that they're super serious. And yes, there is some like gravity to this. There is some seriousness to the ideas that they're looking out for us at all times. But they're also just like, here for our well-being, here for our good. They're funny. Jamila says that today too, that the spirit guides are are funny. <laughs> and I felt like Tony would just, he was sort of, he's sort of a jokester. I shouldn't say he, I get us up. It's a masculine energy. Let's just say that. It's very protective energy. So, I'm, so I'll say he in the masculine sense. Just like funny and always looking out for me. And I love that. So Friends, if you've wanted to get in touch with your spirit guides, you want to know what types there are, this is the episode for you. Check out her book. Check out all of her amazing work. And some fun stuff coming up if you are a part of the Yoga Magic community. I'm so grateful. If this is your first time here, welcome. We do yoga events. We do online events. We do in-person stuff. Just the opportunity to get to grow in this area of self-care and self-study. So the next event is this Sunday. I'm teaching a restorative yoga for the blue moon. So there's a few different types of blue moons. I'm not sure if you are familiar with that terminology. This particular blue moon is the second full moon in Aquarius. So sometimes it's the second full moon in the month. I think it's sometimes related to the solstice. This particular one is the second full moon in Aquarius. So the sun is in Leo, the moon is in Aquarius, and we'll be doing some really yummy restorative yoga. Restorative yoga is where you hold postures for a a good amount of time and you use lots of props to put you into those poses so there's very little effort. And I'm teaching that online on Learn It Live. If you want to join me, it's just $12 and you can do it live or you can do it in the future as well. So I'll link that event in the show notes. And then on Monday, this coming Monday, I'm teaching a self-care using Virgo Energy 30-minute class. So I do these once a month talking about the upcoming energy of the sun and how you can use Virgo to kind of sprinkle in your self-care practices. Virgo is very much like that fun, back-to-school energy, getting the tasks done, honoring your health, getting into the routines, a little bit witchy. So it's a good one. It's a meaty one. And that's on Learn It Live as well. So I'll link all of those um, events in the show notes. Thank you to our show sponsor, BetterHelp. Therapy has been such a huge part of my self-care journey over the last year or so, and I'm really grateful to be able to use BetterHelp and now talk about it on this show. So Yoga Magic listeners get a discount when they sign up through the link in the show notes. And finally, everyone, if you are not already on the Yoga Magic newsletter, I'd love to have you on there. I like to send out bi-weekly little updates, lots of self-care tips, upcoming events and some behind the scenes on the episodes that we do here so if you want to join in on that community there is a link in the show notes when you sign up for the yoga magic newsletter you get a free guide to your morning routine based on your sign so i'll give a few ideas for each sign on what you can do to really embrace that that morning energy that sun energy all right everybody let's get to this awesome discussion on the types of spirit guides with jamila jemunja Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I've been looking forward to this, seeing it on my calendar for the last couple of weeks for so many reasons. One of them is that I have a little girl and she's been like so interested in her spirit guides and she's she's talking about her angels. And 
how to connect with them. And I'm like, I don't know exactly. Like I'm, I'm going to get the answers for you. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm definitely excited to be here. Can you tell listeners just a little about yourself as a person, not necessarily even in your career, but just like who I like to get to know people on just a, a soul level first. Well, I'm a huge introvert, <laughs> so I'm mostly at home just doing my own thing. Um, I love being out in nature. I love going for walks and, and hikes. So that's what I do three times a day with my little dog. Mm. Um, I'm a huge reader. The minute I started reading when I was, I don't know, five or six, I like was a book lover <laughs> and I still am. So there's no huge surprise that I ended up um, writing my own book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still huge, hugely into reading. So these are really the things that I love to do most in my life. Do you find being an introvert, this, I mean, the success that you've had with your book and just the people wanting to learn more from you, is that challenging or what do you do to keep yourself going, like to keep moving forward, these moments of rest? Or I'm always curious, how do you balance this? So, yes. Yeah, so uh, one thing I do um, is I um, give myself enough space to be on my own because that's what I need to recharge. And I realized this fairly early on in my life. And so I basically built my whole life around being an introvert. <laughs> Right. So I work from home. I've been working from home since 2006, I think. So for a long time, um, I love the internet. I love doing stuff over Zoom because I don't like have to go somewhere and sit like in the tube or wherever. Yeah. And so I can. Um, and so, yeah, everything I do is really Smart. built around like who I am and how I want to live my life. And I've done that for a long time. Um, it was like, in the works for a long time in, in the beginning of course I had to like still do other things but um, the older I get the more yeah I just um, live the life I want as an introvert <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that I feel like totally. <laughs> so important I think there are so many introverts out there who first of all don't even realize that they're introverts and what that actually means and then also yeah think they have to fit into this like extrovert life which I don't agree with at all that's and also yeah. the internet is made for introverts and I think also by introverts <laughs> we can still <laughs> communicate with others but we don't have to constantly like sit on top of each other I love it <laughs> I do too I do too. I'm not an introvert but I I feel so grateful for just this window right like to connect with people all over so then I'm curious do you have like a good amount of Aquarius in your chart or what does your astrological chart look like I'm a Pisces ascendant Virgo, Sun, and Leo, Moon. Interesting. That Pisces in there. I bet that's super helpful. Interesting. Okay. Well, topic at hand, spirit, <laughs> spirit guides. And I'm just in love with all the content, your book, all the, the ways that you talk about spirit guides, because I'm again, kind of, you know, new, new to it. I've done a ton of like past life regression. I've connected with my own guides, but the way you lay it out is so clear. And I think it just it brings a lot of hope and joy to this concept. So can you just share when you you first connected to your spirit guides, like what that experience looked like? Um, so it's a longer story. I it really have to start with when I was born because I was born in Colombia in South America. And um, 
I don't know much about my birth parents because I was adopted when I was um, a year old. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was adopted by my parents who are Dutch and then I grew up in Germany. And in my early 20s, mid 20s, I started being really curious about my roots and especially my indigenous roots because I knew that my birth mom is of indigenous descent. And so I wanted to find out more because I personally felt at that point um, I felt stuck. I didn't know what to do with my life. I still hadn't figured out what to like be when I grow up. Um, right. And I was just like, yeah, not happy and yeah, basically depressed also. And so I figured I need to find like more, find out more about my roots so that I can then spread my wings. Um, and so I did research into um, indigenous people in Colombia, specifically the Embera, because I thought that's uh, must be where my birth mom is from. And um, because when you start like um, searching about indigenous people, you also learn about spirituality and eventually um, shamanism. And that was my into the spiritual world. So I started reading a little bit about shamanism, signed up for a workshop um, um, done by the Foundation of Shamanic Studies. And um, but two days before that workshop, I um, met my spirit guide. So I was like sleeping at night um, and I woke up, must have been, I don't know, three, four, something around that. And I opened my eyes and there's this like guy standing in the doorway of my bedroom. And I'm like, okay, who are you? That's weird. I've never seen you before. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and he was there like in full physical form. Uh, yeah. um, and he was wearing jeans, but no socks or shoes and no shirt. Um, and uh, he had short, dark hair. He had darker skin like me. Um, and he was clearly of South American indigenous descent wow. um but i didn't know who this person is and i was just staring at him obviously i mean most people would actually freak out um when there's like a um yeah someone you don't know in the middle of the night in your house so i stared at him but i also realized i couldn't move um now i know that's called sleep paralysis back right. in the day i didn't know um but then out of nowhere he had this like red glowing orb maybe the size of a baseball and he threw it over to me and i still remember that i felt the impact it made on my bed um and then the next thing i knew was that i just must have passed out and i woke up the next morning and even before my eyes were open my hand immediately started like searching for that red glowing orb thingy um, and while my hand was searching, my brain started working, my eyes opened, I was like, whoa, what happened? What was that? And I called my friend and because she had um, started that journey a little bit with me and um, we talked about it and we couldn't figure out what it was. I knew it was something spiritual. I wasn't afraid. I knew it wasn't like someone breaking into my house. Um, but I still couldn't explain it. And then two days later, we went to this shamanism workshop. And in, at that shamanism workshop, our teacher um, who has by now passed away, but he um, taught us like how to connect with our spirit guides in the way that they do it. And um, he said, so this is what you do. This is how, um, what will happen. You meet your spirit guides. I think they called them spirit helpers. Um, and when you meet them for the first time, usually they give you energy either by like hugging you and you feel really feel energy going into you or sometimes they will give you the energy in the form of a red glowing orb and that's when for me oh it was gosh. like what <laughs> oh my gosh 
And that's when I realized that this guy was my spirit guide. Um, and so that was how my journey started. And then over the years, um, not regularly, not like that I could conjure it up or anything, but sometimes um, in yeah, irregularly, um, I would see other kinds of um, spirits. So um, I saw once, um, uh, what's it called? A nature spirit jump out of the earth, like literally out of the earth, run around and then disappear. And there were people around me everywhere. So I went like, did you guys see that? <laughs> but no one paid attention. So I was the only one who saw it. And this one was very interesting because it was kind of like in between the physical world and the dream world. So it was in between like when you close your eyes and you visualize something, but also like here. Um, and I'd never seen that before. So that was interesting. Um, I've seen like little faces come out of, again, nature spirits come out of um, plants and trees, for example. I've seen three... Um, aliens, I call them star beings in my bedroom at night, similar to the story I just told you, they were just there. Um, and they were just as surprised that I could see them as I were was they? surprised that they were wow. there. Yeah. I've seen angels like sitting on rooftops around my house when I was living in Barcelona. But so these, this kind of stuff happened. Um, and I was never sure, okay, great. But now what? <laughs> like there was no I didn't know what it meant or I didn't know what to do with it. So um, it just became part of my life that these things sometimes happened and that was it. And then really only 20 years later, did I realize, oh, there's more to this. And um, yeah, this is part of my purpose and I need to do something about it. Hmm. How are you not afraid? I know you said you weren't. And I'm just thinking like, uh, I guess my first question is, is it kind of rare to see a physical being like to see the full physical form of a of a spirit guide versus like feeling their energy or like knowing they're there is that pretty yeah. rare okay yeah yeah it's pretty rare um even um most professional mediums psychics etc shamans um don't necessarily see it like in full physical form and when i do readings i don't either mm. but for me like um having seen them in physical form was a little bit of and i think i needed it because i grew up in a family that was very much like about um what you see is like the only thing that's there so i think the spirit world kind of like um, needed to give me a real wake-up call <laughs> and so they like appeared in front of me so there was no way I could explain it away or um, yeah just say oh I imagined it there was mm -hmm. no way <laughs> no way yeah and so I think in my case at least it was because I needed it and so if you don't see it that way um, that's actually a good thing because it means you trust the spirit world more than I did in the past <laughs> Hmm. That's an interesting perspective. I like that. Yeah. A lot of people are, that's their goal. Like I want to see them in full physical form yeah. and all that. And I always say, no, you don't need to like, because like I said, most medium psychics, et cetera, see spirit guides or dead loved ones or whatever in with their mind's eye. And it's just as valid as seeing them in full physical form, just as it's, it's also as valid to hear them instead of seeing them or just feeling them instead of hearing or seeing them. Um, there are many, many, many different ways to experience their spirit guides and they're all valid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard you say that before that we just have to, you know, trust ourselves and, and, and not kind of, I've heard another teacher, um, Nikki Novo, who I really, she's been on the show before talk about like, we really trust the, the craziness. We're not crazy. We're not crazy. This is very much exactly. just what's happening. So 
when the first time I experienced my, my guide or one of them really kind of like my main guy, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I felt the hug. I'm so intrigued that you said you either feel it as this, you experience it as this light. And for me, it was the hug. It was so overwhelming that I like, couldn't keep it together. I like, so I've never felt that much love before. And I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And it felt good for listeners that haven't ever done any of this before. They might, you know, be wondering like, how, how are we not afraid? Because that's kind of a lot. What do you, how do you know this is a good energy or like a, a guide versus something else? Um, again, it's about trusting yourself. It's really just like, um, it's the same as when you make a new friend. Um, you meet someone new somewhere, you think you like them, but you don't immediately like invite them home um, to live with you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that makes so much sense. Yes, okay. Yeah, so it's the same with spirit guides. Like if you feel there's a presence and it feels nice and it feels like you said, like a wave of love and it even makes you cry, then that's a good sign, right? Um, if it makes you feel scared, that's a whole different question because there can be two reasons, but let's stick with like when it feels good. Um, so then you take the next step. You kind of like um, want to have that feeling again. You want to kind of see what that was about. And then you invite that presence back in. Um, and you first you um, make sure that you're safe. So you do psychic protection before um, you invite them into your space because it's similar to your house. Like your aura is your space. It's like your, your spiritual house in that sense. And so um, protect yourself, then invite them in and see what happens. And then start like a friendship like you would with any other per person, like start asking them questions. And if like their answers, if you like their answers, then keep building that relationship. If at some point they disappoint you or you realize that they don't have your um, uh, best interests at heart, then take a step back. Um, and that's how I recommend you go about like connecting with spirit guides. And also that helps you with like the fear because I know a lot of people are afraid mm -hmm. um, when it comes to these things. I can't even tell you why I was never afraid. I've seen so many weird things in my life, but for some reason, when it happens, I'm always like, oh yeah, okay, that's nice. But <laughs> I just don't freak out about it, but I do know others do. And so, yeah, take it slow. That's the main thing. Take it very slow. Take it just like any other kind of friendship that you're trying to build. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. It's really not that complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, do they, do the spirit guides say it's something like an angel? Do they know that they're doing this, that they're guiding us? Like, are they aware? I know you said the um, star, star beings were like surprised that you could see them, but they were there for you, right? Is there still, they're in service? Um, they weren't my spirit guides. They were my ex, they were there for my ex who was sleeping next to me. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but generally, um, spirit guides, yes, they are aware that they work with us, um, more so than we are, um, because their awareness is just like a little bit bigger than ours. Right. Um, especially here in the Western world where we kind of like cut ourselves off from anything spiritual. Um, so yes, they are aware and they help work with us. Even if we are not aware, they give us like, um, advice, even if we're not aware, like for example, in dreams, or we think we are like imagining something, but in reality, it's our guides giving us, some um, information or giving us hints or some advice. 
All right, friends, it's time for a huge thank you to our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's perfect that we're talking about mental health today because BetterHelp is helping clients all over the world. If you've been feeling like you're struggling, you're down, or you're just unable to reach for your goals and it would just help to talk to someone, BetterHelp is making it so easy to make that happen. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis hotline, it's not self-help, it's a professional counseling done securely online. Perhaps you don't have access to a counselor where you live or you just wanna remain at home in your pajamas, BetterHelp makes it so easy. And not only that, but it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So once you're matched with a counselor, you get to know them, see if it's a fit. And if it's not, no problem. It's free to change counselors if needed, because you know we all know that it, it needs to be a fit. And once you have your person, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, set up weekly sessions via video or phone call, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. And remember, you never have to sit in that awkward traditional therapy waiting room. BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. So if you're ready to prioritize yourself and your well-being along with the million people that are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional, visit betterhelp.com slash yoga magic to get set up. And for Yoga Magic listeners, you get 10% off of your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P slash yoga magic. I was just on a road trip with a friend. We are friends because we're so, so, so different. And we just have like, yeah, she's a psychologist. And she was explaining sleep hypnosis or sleep paralysis to me and like why this happens. And I'm talking about like the experience that you had. But I truly believe that it's it's a spirit. And she's she's explaining the science of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny, right? That we can have these like totally different ideas about something and and like it is what it is. Agree to disagree. Just <laughs> a tangent. But I'm thinking what you said about like being in, in Western world. We're so kind of trained to ignore that. Think, all oh, this is whatever, nothing. How have your guides helped you? Like, I know, again, if they're aware that they're here to help us, what are some ways that they've helped you? Um, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So I wouldn't be a spirit guide medium and connecting people with their spirit guides. <laughs> So I think generally spirit guides are mostly here to help us live our purpose. Um, So to find and live our purpose, or at least people always think they don't know their purpose and they do, but that's a whole different story. But but yes, so that's what our guides are here for. And so in my case, um, I was, like I said, I was very lost about what, what I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted to do for a living because I only saw um, like the normal jobs Um, no one had ever taught me that you for example could start your own business and I as an introvert as a huge introvert I was like terrified of having to sit in an office with like Mm -hmm. open plan office with 30 other people Um, and just and then also I really what terrified me was um, if I had a normal job And then I would know in 10 years from now, on a Monday at 10 a.m., I know what I'm going to be doing. And that thought 
really mm. scares me to this day, <laughs> like to exactly know what I'm just to be like in a box, basically. And so um, I was, I had no clue what I wanted to do. And my guides really kind of like showed me step by step first, that being an introvert is not a bad thing. Second of all, that being highly sensitive is actually a skill, because then it's easier to connect to like the other world. And then that uh, I could use this skill to um, yeah, connect with the other world and help people with that. And so it was like, really, this was a 20 year process really for mm. me. And so, but they showed me step by step by step, they kind of like um, helped me heal the things that I thought were not okay um, about me, like being an introvert, by like being highly sensitive, like having a huge craving for freedom, all these kinds of things. They helped me like heal that in myself and then turn it around and, and make me realize that all of these are actually skills and talents and strengths that I have, and then um, how to use them. And so, um, for example, they showed me at some point, well, I saw like these beings from time to time, but then after a while, I think this was in 2015, they suddenly gave me messages about people. So I would be somewhere out and about and I would feel like drawn to a certain person. And I kind of already knew like this feeling of being drawn to someone, but I didn't know what it meant. And But this time um, I would feel drawn to someone, I would look at them and I would like suddenly get downloads and, and just know stuff about them. Mm. Um, and first I wasn't sure if I was making it up. And then it happened with someone that I knew a little bit. So I took a, yes, I had the courage to go over and say, hey, um, I don't know if you believe in any kind of spiritual stuff, but I see like this animal guide, no, two animal guides around you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know. These are my spirit guides. No and way. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> So that's when for me, finally, like, I was like, oh, hold on, <laughs> I can do something with this. And so it took my spirit guides a long time to get me to that point. But that's basically what they do. And so they really helped me with like, like I said, healing um, parts of myself, finding my purpose, living my purpose. And then as soon as I said, okay, I will do this. And um, that happened in 20. 16. Um, I was in Barcelona living there at the time. And I woke up from an afternoon nap and I immediately got a huge download that kind of said, uh, okay, you're going to start doing readings for people. Um, and you're going to call them spirit guide readings and go. And I was like, um, uh, are you crazy? <laughs> I like, I've, I have another business and it's not going that well. And I have enough to do. Um, I'm not going to start. And I've never done this before. No, I'm not going to do readings. Um, but they were like, yeah, yeah, you can, you, you're going to do it. And this here, you're going to set up a new website. It's going to look like this. Um, you're going to start promote like your readings with the quiz and um and it's still on my website you can look at it <laughs> and so they gave me a whole marketing plan basically and I was like oh okay gosh. I was like okay well I'll try um I'll give it three days and these three days I'll set up a very simple website but I won't do much like promotional marketing if if it doesn't work out I'm sorry I started setting up the website before it was done I had my first client and it was nope. like kind oh of a high, high profile client as well <laughs> So, um, yeah, and that's how I started. And that's how they kind of like, yeah, 
guided me into doing what I do today. So that's what I think it, and they do for other people too. Like find your purpose, live your yeah. purpose. Same with the book. I, yes, like when I was younger, I thought maybe at some point I'll write a book, but I never thought it was going to be about this topic. But yeah, they kind of guided me in that direction. And then things just started flowing. And I'm still, like I said, like since 2016, when I said, okay, I'll try it. Since then, I've been in the flow when it comes to my work and it never stopped. It's really amazing. And I want that for everyone out there. So that's why I'm doing my work. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing too, you know, there's a time where they were really gentle and they were giving you the grace and they were giving you the permission to really step into your own and all these things. And then when it was time, when it was go time, like you said, there was more of that force in a good way. You know, it's like, okay, you're ready for this, which I don't know that I've thought of it like that. I think of the spirit guides so much as like feminine energy, right? Of like receive, but mm. it's, it's often, it's the balance of both, right? Obviously they're not gendered, but just that energy, that balance. I love that story. Yeah. They can be, they can be quite like, yeah, forceful is not the right word, but they can be a bit push, pushy sometimes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Direct, direct. Or yes. Like, this yes. is what's up. Yes. And they can also be super funny. Like when I do readings for clients, like I, sometimes I feel like silly because I listen to the guides and then I have to laugh because they do something funny. And then I have to explain it to the client. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but they're just being funny. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. My good friend, Gina does this work. She does um, hypnosis and she'll like, she'll like get information from guides and she'll, that she's supposed to share with the client. And she's like, I don't, Hey now, like they're like having like a back and forth. <laughs> like, I don't want to say that. Like, whatever. Like, book another session with Gina. And she's like, What? <laughs> oh my god, they are funny. I love they're yes. like they're friends, right? That's- yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so I want us just to touch on the seven types. Um, since I your book is gonna give so much more information. I highly recommend everyone get and read the full book. Um, can you just touch on the seven types of of spirit guides? Sure. So, um, yeah, I wanted to mention, like, my book is called The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, How to Connect and Communicate with Your Spirit Guides. And um, so basically, in the book, it starts with the quiz. It's an extended version of the version that's on my website, so that people can easily find out uh, which type of spirit guide they work with, and then they can go to the chapters. And so and then I have a chapter about every single type. And so we have angels, um, angels, I don't really have to explain that much. Most people know what angels are. Um, um, maybe I can say, yeah, you have like the um, normal angels and you have the archangels. Um, sometimes when I do readings, archangels will come through as well as guides. But then I always explain the archangels are not like, don't just work with one person. So don't go out there and say, I don't know, that Raphael is your spirit guide and no one else can like talk to him. <laughs> So like the archangels work work with lots of peoples at the same time. And then everyone has their own personal angel as well. And then second, we have deities. So that's gods and goddesses um, from all cultures all around the world. And you can have the ones that are actually known. But sometimes um, there's also those that are forgotten by history, but they're still there. And so Mm. they can still work with you. The same that goes for archangels is also true for for gods and goddesses. They don't just work with one person. They work with like bigger groups of people. Um, Then we have ancestors. 
Um, and so that, yes, includes, um, for example, parents that have passed away, grandparents, but also people like mentors um, that have passed away or other people that have, have had an influence on you. So I count all of these as ancestors. But usually when it comes to spirit guides, it's ancestors from further back because um, your main guide is with you from birth until death sometimes even over several lifetimes. So your mom and dad can't really be your spirit guide because they were here when you were here. So that doesn't mean that they are not around and helping you, but they can't be your main guide in that sense. So mm. usually if it's your main guide, it's from further back, like sometimes hundreds or even thousands of years back. And no, you might not remember their name or what they look like, but um, they're still around and they're like really old souls. So they're good um, um, spirit guides to have and ancestors oftentimes help with um, things like family issues family karma um, mm. if there's some issues with children um, these kinds of things and then um, um, the next one is star beings and so that's um, yeah you can call them aliens but I don't like them to call them that because especially in one-on-one -on -one readings because um, a lot of people watched way too many scary Hollywood movies mm -hmm. and I don't want to freak people out by saying hey there's an alien and they have all these like scary Hollywood movies in their head because <laughs> that's not what it's like mm -hmm. and also star beings um, includes a bit more than the classic aliens that visualize when we hear the term so for example the planets are also star beings in that sense because they also have their own you know, spirit and soul and their own consciousness. Mm. And again, if if something like a planet comes through, doesn't happen very often, very, very seldom. But again, they don't just work with one person. And then we have um, nature spirits. So these are in the West known as um, fairies, elves, gnomes, etc. Other parts of the world have other names for them, of course. And they are often here to help us um, with manifesting things because they literally like manifest nature. So they help us um, when we need things to live our purpose, for example, then they can help you get the things that you need. They won't tell you the lottery numbers or get you a Ferrari unless that is part of your journey then of Let's course help. but yeah <laughs> but that but they can definitely also help you like make money and uh, most people can make way more money than they think um that's usually a mindset thing right like a different topic but nature spirits can help with that as well hmm. and then number six is animal guides so animal guides are um, otherwise sometimes known as power animals spirit animals I don't like these terms because they're either like very specific for one tradition and I'm, I'm not part of that tradition, so I don't want to use it. Or sometimes it's just a very misused term like spirit mm. animal. Mm -hmm. And so I use the term animal guides to keep it like a bit neutral. And these are not the souls of like an individual animal. Like let's say your pet has died. Yes, again, just like with your parents, grandparents, your pet can be around you and like help you. But um, usually animal guides are the spirit of an entire species. So hmm. you would be working with, let's say, bear spirit, not an individual bear, but the spirit of like, basically, yeah, the whole species. And they often help us with like anything to do with like body issues, um, grounding yourself here in your life on earth, uh, because a lot of us spiritual types are more like up here. They are not really like embodied 
in their own body. They're not grounded in their own life in the sense that they constantly try to like go away, like constantly try to go to like merge with the spirit world. And I get it. I'm the same. But to really do our job here, we need to be fully embodied and need to be fully grounded in our lives. And one of the signs that you're not fully grounded is money issues. And so animal guides can help us also with stuff like body image issues, stuff like eating disorders, these kinds of things. And then number seven is like ascended masters. And ascended masters were once humans here on earth and they um, reached enlightenment and therefore don't have to incarnate anymore and are now helping from the other side. And again, they work with like lots of different people, not just one person. Mm-hmm. I never, I've never heard until I had come across your work, this like kind of specific area that the, that the guides can work in. So like, again, the animal guides in helping us ground, that makes so much sense. And I'm thinking about, like you said, insensitive individuals, those of us that are just really open and like the concept of even, you know, like a grounding animal friend, like that makes so much sense when you say it and the manifestation with, with earth spirits. And yes. The thing is also when we're not fully grounded, the problem is that we can't really do our job um, in the sense of live our purpose because um, yes, we're open like like up like our seventh chakra for example is like completely open and we're so connected to the universe and then the universal energy flows into us but if we are not grounded then the energy can't go anywhere mm. and but that's the whole point we are like channels so the energy needs to go in us and then out of us through our actions and through what we do in life and so if we're not grounded the energy is stuck inside of us and that makes us feel stuck Mm. and so um, when you feel stuck it's really important to like ground yourself and take action Um, even if you're not sure where everything is going to end up just take like that one action step that you can take today think of something like if you know you want to for example do some you want to start a new business and you want something spiritual but you're not sure what it is then at least um, go and register your domain name like use your own Mm -hmm. name Mm -hmm. that won't change register your domain name you've taken some action and by taking action you allow the energy to flow through you and you open up space again so that like more energy can flow through and with that energy that flows through you you get new information and you can take new new action steps Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you don't do that if you just sit there and just kind of wait to to see the whole plan and where you're going to end up in 20 years then you're just stuck because the energy is stuck Mm, yes 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 yeah I'm just thinking about so many of us wanting to do this work and like it's such a balance it's a balance of the receiving and also I'm like thinking whenever I do a chakra tuning on myself or somebody does it for me my root chakra tends to be the one that's off because up here great we're doing good but like (laughs) to get it down exactly that is so helpful thank you okay so you had mentioned earlier that especially in Western culture, quote unquote, there's this, this kind of, I don't know if it's fear or denial or what it is about our connections to spirituality, to the other side, you know, all of these amazing things, but other cultures perhaps where, you know, your ancestors are, are from 
it's not, this isn't a thing. It's not a taboo thing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what, what does that look like? How does that feel to be in, a, in an environment or in a, a culture that really encourage that encourages this on the regular? Um, so I didn't grow up there, so I can't tell you what it's really like. I just can't talk about like here, um, like the, I, I'm still looking for a better term for Western. I know. Same, same, same. Cause I know that's not really like that, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't found one yet, but yeah. Anyway, so in, in, um, this culture here, be it Europe, um, North America, um, Australia, all these European influenced countries. I think the main problem is that um, throughout history, especially like in the Middle Ages, we were cut off from like the earth honoring spirituality that existed before. Mm -hmm. And also we, because of history, um, lots of people here are cut off from their ancestors. They don't know who their ancestors are. They might know, yes, their parents, maybe the grandparents, maybe the great grandparents, but that is where it stops. Whereas if, for, for example, in East Africa, my friend who's from Tanzania, she went and visited the Maasai. Sorry, she's from Ethiopia. She went to Tanzania, visited the Maasai, and um, they asked her where she's from. And she said, Ethiopia. And they were they could tell her that 107 generations ago, like their ancestors also came from Ethiopia and they could like literally say all the names and they know the knew the history and how they like traveled and all that. And so I think because in like the Western countries, like, yeah, we were cut off from our ancestry. We were cut off from our spirituality and we kind of had to turn to just like the material to what we see, what we like taste, what we hear um, and only see that as reality. And so um, that has a big impact on us um, and we don't even realize it. For example, when a spirit guide comes and tries to talk to you, they will sometimes do that, like I said earlier, by talking to you, but it's not like a, a booming voice that comes from heaven. It's a, like a little voice inside your own head. And um, if you don't learn that this is possible, then either you think um, it's just your own thoughts or you think you're just making it up. And so our brain is so trained on like not acknowledging anything that comes from the, the higher realms, from other dimensions, that when it happens, our brain automatically filters it out into our like subconscious. Mm -hmm. um, just like we, when we do walk down the street, yes, we see some things, but most of the stuff that's happening is being filtered out. And so our brains filter out anything that has to do with things that we don't understand in Western culture, like spirit guides, etc. So my main work is really to bring that on what happens in, in the subconscious, bring it up and to teach people to trust their own intuition, because mm -hmm. that's also one of the things that happen when we are disconnected from ancestors and spirituality. Um, we really stop stop trusting our own experiences when it comes to spirituality um, and then when we mistrust our own experiences when it comes to spirituality we also mistrust ourselves in other ways mm -hmm. and so building that back up is really one of the main things that I have to do to help people connect with their guides. Mm -hmm. Do you feel this shifting? I think I mean even just speaking to your work and the people that you're helping like are more people interested in this? On in like the UK and the US? I mean, I, I, I'm hopeful, but I also feel like I live in a vacuum a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I can't really say because I live obviously in my own bubble yeah, in my own same, world same. and so I always attract these kinds of people <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah even before I wrote a book or even did this kind of work I always yeah I just attracted these kinds of people so um but I do think we are more generally open to it as a society mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. um in the sense that it's more okay to talk about it with colleagues at work or with your I don't know yoga friends or whatever mm -hmm. um, I think it's definitely more okay to talk about it it's more in I don't know magazines newspapers mm -hmm. books etc we're not being hunted down as witches mm -hmm. anymore so yes there's definitely getting better but I still think there's still a lot of work to do I think so too Yeah, I'm waiting for the day that I can like pick up my kids from daycare and be like, hey, did you guys see your spirit guides today? <laughs> Just yeah. like, you know, be that weird mom and like no one questions it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do that. it anyway. <laughs> I already am. Totally am. <laughs> Tapping into that part of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I knew I was going to love this combo because I just love the stuff, you know, your book and the content that you put out. And this, this feels so grounded for a, a heady topic that I think people can't always grasp the way you lay it out makes so much sense. Can you just share with listeners where to get the book? Um, we're going to link up that quiz for sure in the show notes, um, but ways that they can engage with you more. Cause I think they'll love to do that. Sure. So you can find me at thespiritguidemedium.com. That's my website. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram as the spirit guide medium. Um, send me a DM. Let me know if you have any questions. And of course, you can get the book. Again, it's called The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, How to Connect and Communicate with Your Cosmic Helpers. And it was published by Hay House. And you can find it anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Booktopia, Waterstones, all over the world. Um, you can also go to your local bookshop and ask them to order it for you if they don't have it there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking last like thought before you go. I, um, I, th I found your work via Rebecca Campbell and I just like, oh, you guys are just doing such beautiful work. So I guess I want to end on a huge thank you because this is so, so helpful. So helpful to so many people. And I'm really grateful that we got to hang out. This was great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Jamila. Thanks to our show sponsor, BetterHelp. If you like this episode, you learned something about your spirit guide or your spirit guide team, make sure to share this episode with a friend, maybe on Instagram, tag at Yoga Magic Podcast or at AshleySondergaard.yoga. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll see you next week.